0: Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, Mom. How's it going? Hi, Ellen. Very well. Very well. Um, Today we are chatting about Get a Life, Chloe Brown by Talia Hibbert in today's episode. But first, Mom, what have we been watching? What have we been watching? What have we been watching? Oh, my gosh.
1: (laughs) So we've got this show, and... um, all of us, even my husband, are into this show. Well,
0: especially your husband. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's called Alone. I don't yeah. know if you guys have seen it. It's a history channel show. And it's where they just take
0: people out and leave them alone in the wilderness. They take 10 people out and, like, it's just whoever lasts the, the longest, longest. And they have, like, a list of 10 things that they bring. And, um, and that's it. Well,
1: I don't usually like reality TV, because I don't like the, like in Survivor, where they, or Big Brother even. How dare you? (laughs) Where they, like, are plotting against each other, and they're working their little clicks to oust people. But this isn't like that at all. It's just you against the wilderness, no one else there. It's just whoever can last the longest. And so it's
0: it's actually pretty interesting. It's pretty compelling, and... uh... Yeah, you learn a lot about, you know, what will and won't break people and things like that, <laughs> yeah. and sometimes it's surprising. Um, so, yeah, we've been watching a lot of that, mainly because it's a show that we are enjoying as well as Dad. So um, We were catching up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, we've been catching up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, Drag I've- Race. Yeah, lots of drag race, Um, much to mom's chagrin. (laughs) That's not my favorite, but, you know. Are you enjoying it more than you
1: thought? It's fun. I don't like all the cattiness between them. See, I don't mind the drag queen stuff. That's not what bothers me. It's the same thing I hate about other reality shows. I don't like the, uh, it's just, it's demeaning to mankind in a lot of
0: ways, all that. I love it. I know you do. I hate it. (laughs) Give me more of it. Um, Yeah, and then dabbled in some more New Girl here and there. So, yeah. You know. We've been keeping it real. Yeah, we have. We probably need to start getting productive again, but... We probably do. We have been um, eating well still and... uh, Walking in the evenings. Walking in the evenings, and I've been working out, and it's killing me. Like, literally, I... If I move my abs in a certain way, it makes me want to cry. Uh, I would work
1: out with her, but it's a lot of stuff down on the floor. And if I get down there, she's never getting back I'm up. Never getting back up. <laughs> so I
0: got to come up with other things. <laughs> yeah, I was showing mom one of the Pilates moves I was doing today. And she's like, oh, I can do that. I'm like, okay, get up. Let's do it. <laughs> and she didn't want to do that for some reason. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't want to embarrass you. <laughs> uh okay so today we are talking about get a life chloe brown by talia hibbert this is the first book in her brown sisters series the second book take a hint danny brown just came out this past week so i what? i always happen to get really good timing on when i pick these <laughs> books and i don't even plan it so it's i'm just um remind me what the other talia hibbert
1: book is that we've read
0: Mm, a girl like her i think is what it was called
1: oh about the girl that was like on the spectrum kind of yeah thing. Yes. and she was she really into comics. comic books yes yeah
0: yeah yeah remember are you remembering that one? i remember that now okay um okay so here is the back cover description for get a life Clay brown which that book title just like really reminds me doesn't it feel like it's like an encyclo i don't think it's maze because brown it's like encyclopedia brown book like, good life chloe brown and you always say it like i that. just yeah i just feel like lavar burton you know about to start reading rainbow or something um Take okay a look, it's in a book, oh gosh i it. reading that. rainbow don't get me going on that song because i can say the whole thing um okay here's the back cover description Chloe Brown is a chronically ill computer geek with a goal, a plan, and a list. After almost, but not quite, dying, she's come up with seven directives to help her get a life, and she's already completed the first, finally moving out of her glamorous family's mansion. The next items, enjoy a drunken night out, ride a motorcycle, go camping, have meaningless but thoroughly enjoyable sex, travel the world with nothing but hand luggage, and do something bad. But it's not easy being bad, even when you've written step-by-step guidelines on how to do it correctly. What Chloe needs is a teacher, and she knows just the man for the job. Redford Red Morgan is a handyman with tattoos, a motorcycle, and more sex appeal than 10,000 Hollywood heartthrobs. He's also an artist who paints at night and hides his work in the light of day, which Chloe knows because she spies on him occasionally, just the teeniest, tiniest bit. But when she enlists Red in her mission to rebel, she learns things about him that no spy session could teach her, like why he clearly resents Chloe's wealthy background, and why he never shows his art to anyone, and what really lies beneath his rough exterior. Heyo, Okay, Mom, what did you think of Get a Life, Chloe Brown? I think I might
1: love this book. Yeah, I think I'm going to give this one a love. Yeah, I I mean, there's a few little things, but nothing, you know, to bring it down. I think I I think I love this book.
0: Yeah, it's um they're both fun in their own different ways. He's like a total sweetheart. Um, Excellent banter. Yeah, good banter. I really love her writing. It almost has like I was trying to pinpoint what it is, and I don't know, maybe it's cuz she's British and so it's got but it's almost got like a fairy tale quality to it sometimes where it's like it's kind of hard to explain, but The rhythm to her writing is very charming. Yeah. If that makes sense. It's, it's, to coin my phrase, it's delightful. (laughs) It's delightful.
1: Um, yeah, it's just, it's just, I don't know, sweet and, yeah, yeah, rhythmic, like you said. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, I, I really enjoy her writing. Um, can we talk about these British spellings?
0: (laughs) Yeah, we, so mainly it's, Mom highlighted it, so is we need to know... Do we have any British listeners? Meow. Meowing. Is that like how... Because we spell it M-E-O-W-I-N-G. And And it was M-I-A... O-W-I-N-G. So.
1: What's up with that? We're right. So (laughs) you just need to get on board.
0: (laughs) Well, it's not the only thing
1: that we spell differently from them. Well, and we could have the... (laughs) Spelling of cum discussion, because <laughs> they did the C-O-M-E. Oh, are they a C-O-M-E? Yeah. And so,
0: um, you know, there's that. We got, I can't remember which book it was that we got into that about, but the author responded on that one and said, it's kind of... Uh, depends on which dictionary you're looking in yeah, or something. Yeah, it kind of depends on, like, who your publisher is. Right, like, they have it, different right. roles. Yeah. Um, so, there you go. I every you know way listeners tell us what how you Wait, think you should <laughs> spell come.
1: <laughs> I hope everyone knows what we're talking about because <laughs> I don't want to have to explain it to you are guys. You You're C- adults. Come
0: are on. You, are you a c-u-m or a C-O-M-E? <laughs> Let us know in the in the comments below. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. So that's so that's an interesting point of discussion. But other than those spellings that kind of threw us, um, yeah, I... I, They do you, and this is is my
1: thing. The C word is used quite a bit. Is it? Yeah. And I'm not a fan. I think we've made that clear on the show multiple times. Yeah.
0: I will say this one. I I listened to this book back in February, and um, so... This time, it was getting down to the wire, and so I did kind of generally skim on my reread. Well, and you um, wouldn't have seen all those things listening to it, so... Yeah, it's true, and... So I'll cut you some slack. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely, I think I'll give this one a love. There's, um, I, I thought the story, I thought it was a fun... It was fun. Are you going to
1: ask me a question about the conflict? Yes, I am. So Okay, so I'll save my get into I'll save my conflict.
0: Um uh, Mom, what did you think of Chloe as our heroine?
1: I really liked Chloe and um I felt bad for her for her Yeah, we're gonna get into that, so don't get into that too much. Well what can I talk about, Ellen? <laughs> Mom? Just tread lightly. No, I really like Chloe, and I liked her snarky. I loved how she would deliver everything deadpan, and you could just kind of visualize her, yeah. you know, saying everything super deadpan and it just cracking him up. And
0: uh, I, I really liked her. Yeah, I thought she was a lot of fun. I appreciated her kind of dry sense of humor and how she is kind of the more acerbic one between the two of them, yes. which is, you know, we. We talk a lot about my grumpy heroes, but um, it was a fun divergence from the grumpy heroes. Um, I really liked her kind of, her list and her very kind of, she's very kind of cut and dry. And her approach to that and, you know, when he questions... Some things of her, she's just like, uh, this is just how this is how we do things. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> What's the problem? <laughs> this is how everyone should do things. Yeah, and I, um, yeah, I just I thought she was, she's a different heroine I think than we get a lot, and I thought she was very fun and refreshing. And there's a listener that will read later, but um, they make mention of the fact that. If the cover illustration is correct, she's a curvy girl. She's a curvy girl. And they call out the fact that she's curvy, but it's not dwelled on. Right. Which I appreciated. And, um, you know, it's, it's never, she never has any sort of, like, body insecurities. You know, he's like, you're beautiful. And she's like, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I... I thought she was cool in that in that regard. And, Can I um, just say that it sounds like she dresses adorable? Yeah, I know. I was all... Okay, we need to talk about cardigans with fake buttons. Well, I think she had sewn them closed. Is that what it is? Yeah. I think... Because um, I-, I have not encountered that. And here's the thing. If I have a cardigan, it's always open, at least up top, because... I got... Why, Ellen? I got them things <laughs> that, like, I can't wear. I've tried to, like, do the buttoned-up cardigan, and I can't, you know, I I get to gapping. Um,
1: well, she couldn't do the buttons because of her her yeah, fingers would get sore. Dexterity. Yeah. And um, so I think she just sewed them clothes. I mean, I have dresses and things that I've sewn clothes down the front just because of gapping, or the buttons come undone, and you Mm -hmm. don't know that the buttons are undone, so you're walking around all day. Yeah, been there, done that. Yeah, (laughs) so have I. So I sew them clothes. And um, so I get it. I mean, I I get it. If I were a button-up cardigan person, I probably might sew some clothes, too. Yeah,
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, her style is very much in keeping with what Mom and I Yeah. I mean, you should see how many freaking cardigans I don't know what you're talking about. Mom has. We just cleaned out her closet and it's like cardigan city in there. (laughs) There are a lot of colors covered. (laughs) Well, she's got like every color and then every like sleeve length and every color. And patterns. and Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was a teacher, Ellen. Have I mentioned that I was a teacher? Mom's a cardigan girl. (laughs) They used to call me the
0: cardigan queen at school. Yeah. Um, I have a fair share, but I am nowhere near i win yeah
1: cardigan
0: queen (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) i will never hear that song without thinking about your lovely mother oh joy (laughs) um i also loved her and her sister's banter i wrote down this line because it got a deep chortle from me um they they're talking about red and her sister says because sleeping with that man would be such a torture. He is sex on a stick, Chloe. And he's so sweet. Sweet? Clearly you barely know him. Which is why I'm not yet pregnant with his babies. What's your <laughs> excuse? <laughs> and I see where she's coming from with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I uh, I am, I think I am going to start, I'm going to try and fit, take a hint, uh, Danny Brown in... But before our next read, so. Sure, you are. Mom, uh, have a little faith in me. Boy, we uh, are <laughs> in the songs today. Let's just, let's just try and do this whole podcast in song lyrics. We could almost do we one. We could off. probably do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's like people hang out with us and they're like, man, it's like, you know, name that tune around here. There is a song for every situation. There, there really is. Um, but yeah, so I just really liked her. I thought she was really sweet. I thought, and I did also like, um, you know, she comes from this very uh, wealthy background. Are we talking C O M E S? Yeah. <laughs> no, she comes. Uh, yeah, C O she C O M E S from a wealthy background, and um, and uh, I like that it is a sticking point with him, which we'll get into with the conflict. Um, but it's not something that... Well, it's a, it
1: It keeps him from approaching her in the beginning.
0: Yeah. And it is, I think it is a contributing factor to him to kind of assuming, on. Yeah. assuming the worst of situations. Um, but uh, it didn't, I don't want to say like, If she was rich, I would automatically dislike her as a character, but it didn't um, deter from me liking her. It was, it was never like she came off living off their money anymore.
1: And I don't think, you know, and she wasn't super wealthy herself. She just came from money.
0: Yeah. And she never came off as snobby or anything like that. And, um, and even when he would kind of call her out, she would just kind of make a joke about it, which I appreciated. Um, okay, let's talk about Big Red. Mom, what did you think mm. of Red as our hero? I like the name Big Red. Big
1: Red. <laughs> Big Red. That's the <laughs> SNL commercial. That... <laughs> we told you there's a song for yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, no, he sounded delicious and delightful.
0: Yes. Um, he's a total sweetheart, which, like I said, she's kind of the more acerbic of the two. So I did like that between the two of them, he was kind of the more... I think he's kind of the more sensitive, you know, right, soul definitely between yeah. the two of them. Um and you know, he's the artsy bad boy which is pretty hot and it's and such with the tattoos and the long hair yeah, and, the- and yeah, and he um but also I loved his mix of like caring for her and taking care of her while also not, like, coddling her. Right. You know? And she mentions that, too, that, like, she mentions at some point, like, he always handled me with care, and I didn't think it was because he was afraid I would break. It was just because he was, like, treasuring her, you know? Well, and the, um, it
1: was, I liked the way that he, uh, I'm losing my, my train of thought. I liked the way that he took care of her, But it wasn't, it was just, oh, I need to be, I need to be cognizant of this and this and this just because it's, it was like part of her personality almost, you know, it's just, this is, this is the person I'm in love with and these are the things I need to do for that person that I'm in love with. And it wasn't, you know, like a a chore or hard on, you know, a hardship or anything like that or, you know, I'm such a, I'm such a saint because I'm doing these things for her. Not at all. He, he really was sweet about it and, and. I don't know. I just yeah. liked the way that he was with her. Yeah,
0: me too. And um, and that, you know, when she's telling him about how she lost a lot of friends and a fiance and things like that, he's like, well, that's bullshit. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, those um, are terrible people. Yeah. And yeah, I just thought he was, I just thought he was really sweet. Um, I wrote down this line for him. It says, uh, she says, He's, he says to her, you calling me cute, Chloe? She says, I am, you giant blushing art nerd. Um, <laughs> just because I thought that that was cute. Like, when she's like, take me to what you do for fun. And I think in her head she's thinking, like, they're going to go to some divy biker bar or, or some nine some nightclub or something. Yeah, and they go and look at art and he's all nerding out on the art and stuff like that. And that would be pretty freaking endearing. It would be. So, bless him. Um, okay. We are going to take a quick break for some business that we forgot to attend to last week. Um, so stay with us and we'll be right back. Some business. It's time for a break. <laughs> it's time for a break. The break is when we do the news and mail. And we're just going to do news. I almost forgot to do the break jingle, you guys. <laughs> and mom would have been so sad. Um, I would have been so <laughs> sad. <laughs> So last week we didn't do a B topic, so we didn't do a break, and we had forgotten that we were supposed to do. Well, Mom forgot that we were supposed to do a drawing for the trope challenge run by the lovely Jessica over on the Facebook page, um, or Facebook group. I and this say. is for May, so we're like way back. This is for May. The uh the theme that month was May December romances. Um, fittingly, in the month of May. True. Um, so, Mom is going to announce who the winner as she draws a name as we speak. As we speak. As I draw out Okay, the yes, and I, got, I just gotta
1: find my list here. Oh, shoot, I'm on the wrong page. Hang on, sorry. As
0: I hold for <laughs> so
1: much longer. And we're there, and... The winner is... I had all this pulled up, and now I... You know what? I think I even know who it is. Hang on. It is. It's Jason Lynch. Oh, ah. singular
0: male listener Jason. Congratulations. Yay, Jason. <laughs> so, Jessica will be in communication with you and get you your prize. And thanks to everybody who participated, and especially thanks to Miss Jessica for... For running that whole show, um, and yeah, we will hope you guys participate this month. And well, June is almost over, so get on it. If you, if <laughs> well, you, I know you the, got one day. <laughs> yeah, I know the theme for this month is um, like LGBTQ uh, books. So if you have read that, make sure to put it in the comments so that you can get yourself entered for the June challenge. Um, All right, we will see you for the next break. Thanks, guys. And we're back to talk more about Get a Life, Chloe Brown. Um, Okay, so, Mom, Chloe has fibromyalgia. Um, What did you think of this portrayal of a heroine with a different sort of disability than I think we see in a lot of well i think the thing that's hard about this is
1: like she's fine one day but you don't know when it's gonna well and even when she's not fine outwardly she could look like she was fine right and um and you know a lot of times she would say oh i'm fine oh i'm fine and and he was was like so in tune to her that he could figure out you don't seem fine so we're gonna do this
0: and well and she even says like I'm running at a six, in, in the pain scale, and that's like a good day for me. And so, you know, I've worked through worse, and but he still is like, mm, you know, yeah. But that's still something. Um,
1: but yeah, and and you and <clears throat> there was no, you know, they didn't know when it was going to get worse or when she was going to have a bad day, and so he had to be extra super,
0: you know. Sweet. Yeah, and I did love. I mean, so like we talked about, he doesn't coddle her but i did like how they would do things and he was still always mindful of like you good you know you right we're okay and um and i think just those little check-ins were were sweet um but yeah i liked seeing this representation of a different type of illness than we've read about yeah, before and um something that's chronic and um you know she talks about how it can be hard because it's not outwardly something that's outwardly manifested and, um, how people can misunderstand it. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I thought that was nice representation in a book and certainly never something I've seen in a romance novel before. Um, and I wrote down this line that he says about her, uh, cause he's talking about how even when she's sick, he's still, like, sexually attracted to her. And he said, then he remembered that she was always sick, so maybe poor health wasn't something that should de-sex a person. Definitely couldn't de-sex Chloe. And I liked that, because, you know, I mean, I'm not saying, like, I, I know for myself, I do not look particularly sexy, I don't think, when I'm, when I have the cold. <laughs> I'm thinking You don't of, think so? <laughs> I I don't, you know, on a good day, I don't know that I look particularly <laughs> sexy, but, um... But yeah, so um I liked that even though she's got this thing, it's not something that's going to devalue her sex appeal and um, discredit her as a sexual creature, you know? And um so yeah, so I liked that comment as well for for that. Yeah. Um Yeah, it seemed like I had something else I wanted to say about that, but now I'm no it's not clicking with me. Um, Anything else on that
1: thought? No, I thought it was it was an interesting uh, spin on something, and and definitely something we've never read or had to deal with before.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah. So good job there. Um, Okay, mom, this is your moment. What did you think of the conflict? Well, here's the deal
1: with the conflict, because there was a lot of stuff in the conflict that a lot of times would frustrate you, would super frustrate me. However, and this is. You know kudos to talia hibbert for this um you know just the him overreacting and storming overreacting by his own admission i might say and storming out and her you know if you leave never come back and and her like not reading things that he was leaving her for however mm-hmm. there we got enough background that you could totally see where they were both coming from. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the difference Mm -hmm. is that, you know, when he got all upset and thought maybe she was playing and toying with him, that has so much to do with his past and this other rich girl that he was in love with Mm -hmm. who just totally manipulated him and was really bad. Yeah. And kind of left him very scarred and, you know, broke him essentially. Mm -hmm. And he was just starting to come back from that. And, uh, and she had dealt with people leaving her and, and that was, and that's what broke her. And Mm -hmm. she, so they were both dealing with stuff and it was just like the perfect storm of all these things, but I got it. I mean, I understood where they were both coming from.
0: And so it didn't bother me as much. She had, she had done the groundwork, you know, laid the groundwork for, for the conflict. Um, the other thing I will say is he reacts badly and... But... He, Almost instantaneously. Inst- like, I feel like he's outside the door and he's like, ah, that was dumb. Yeah. And, you know, starts the, the apology tour. And um, she kind of shuts down in that moment and is like, no, I think... And so even when she's not reading the letter, she's not she's not, not reading the letter. It's not like she's not reading it because it's like, ugh, I'm just still so angry at so, him. It, no,
1: it was just that she... She realized that he. She realized that she still loved him. She realized that he was trying to apologize. She just didn't want a relationship. Yeah, it was too
0: painful. And I think it was. She knew if she read it, she would go back to him. And she was trying to straight stay strong in her resolve to be like, no, I think I'm better if I don't do this. I think it's better for both of us if we're not in this relationship. So she was trying to stay strong in that, and it wasn't from like some petty. Like, no, he doesn't right. deserve, you know.
1: Well, and I think, and and it even said somewhere in the book, I can't remember where it was, but she's dealt with so much physical pain in her life that the emotional pain of a relationship is like, oh, this is something I can avoid. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think she felt like, if I just stay out of a relationship, then that's a pain that I can avoid. And, yeah. and I mean, I get it. I mean pain in my life the worst pain i've had in my life are, are is emotional. because of, well and because of people who i really love i yeah. mean if you don't really love someone you don't ever feel that pain yeah. but um
0: not to mention you know with her fibromyalgia it's it's increased when she's going through like stressful times and difficult times and, and, and
1: she said that endorphins seem to make her feel better at times yeah. and and
0: so um so yeah so yeah, I, th- I thought that she had done enough and explained it well enough and organically enough to where even the behavior that a lot of times annoys us, I thought she had earned. Right. Um, And so, well done. Um, And, and that's why this is a love
1: for me, because normally when something like that goes down in a book, I'm like, ugh, and yeah. it would not have been a love. But yeah. because of that... Because of how well written it was,
0: I was on board with what was going down. So, yeah. Um, and all of his little gifts oh, were gosh. super cute. And um, yeah, I just, I, I liked it. The little stuffed smudge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, recently, Talia Hibbert tweeted the following. It was actually just this week. She said, Not to be annoying, but I don't write issue books or woke books or anything. I am literally just writing books that reflect the world I live in only with more sex and rainbows and trying not to shit on anyone in the process, a.k.a. they are normal, usual books. And then she did a follow-up tweet and said, some people are coming at this tweet with wild responses that I do not agree with. So let me clarify that I meant I am not a bastion of wokeness because I write characters that look like me. I am a potato stumbling through the woods. Goodbye. <laughs> um, thoughts? And if you want me to go first, I will. You go first. Okay. Because you're throwing this at me and I haven't... Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think it is totally fair. And especially in this genre, I think it's important. I think it's maybe even equally important to have um, to have books that have just representation um, and a happy ever after. It's equally important to have those as it is to have issue books. I think it is important to have books that go through a lot of the stuff that, you know, we're seeing a lot of in the news right now. I think that it's important to put those, I think it's important to put those issues into fiction or nonfiction or whatever, so that it's an accessible thing that people, um, are learning more about, especially from, um, from authors of color. Um, but, and I, this is why I wanted to talk about this. I, I, and she talks about this, I think in elsewhere in this Twitter thread, um, that it's important for people of color to also have representation that's not about an issue. That is just about them leading their lives. Just like white people, you know, have plenty of. And there was a lot of people in the Twitter thread who were, you know, talking about how how important it is to have children's books. Where a child of color is... Solving a mystery just like, you know, any other white kid does all the time in children's books. And there's nothing more to it than that, you know? And I think that those books, especially in kids' books or in romance or anything, are going to mean as much, if not more, to people of color who are just seeing themselves 'Cause that's what they identify with. That is just having that everyday representation of their everyday life in in fiction. And so I really appreciated that that tweet. Ditto, Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you're gonna say.
1: <laughs> I don't want to get you mad at me or anything. <laughs> I'm not gonna get mad. No, no, I no, I agree a hundred percent. I think it's great just to see You know, people living their lives the way everybody, everybody has the same issues and the same problems. Yeah. And, you know, we're all struggling through a lot of the same steps. Well, and not
0: to get too cheesy, but we've been, we have been watching a lot of Queer Eye as well still. And, um, there was actually a Queer Eye, I think it's like one of the first episodes where they're talking about like, all of us are the same. We, we all just want love and like whether you're gay straight black white you know we all just want that human connection with other people and i think that just and talking about the things that make us similar is going to be as effective you know if not more so in bringing people together um than talking about the things that make us different, I think that those things are also important to talk about, um, and definitely like all of us need to understand the things that make us different. And I think that's a big conversation that's happening right now, um, and I I do think that that's important. But I think if we can kind of come together in our similarities, I think that that will also be helpful through all of this. Agreed, Ellen you're so I'm so wise so wise (laughs) I didn't mean for that to be like soapboxy but I just I saw that tweet this week and I was like I really like that and I think that that is important discussion point to be having and I don't think that I hope that authors of color are not I don't I, I hope that it's not being put upon them that they need like their books need to have issue. Right. Um, I mean, it's, it's briefly touched on in this book, you know, the fact that he's white and she's black. And, um, I actually like when, when she's like, I'm, I'm black. And he's like, what? (laughs) 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 Since when? (laughs) Um, but, uh, you know, and that they just have like a brief conversation about like, you're never going to get it. That's fine. Yeah. And, you know, recognize that you're never going to get it and we'll move on, <laughs> you know? And, um, so yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I hope that they I hope that people are not imp- putting upon people, authors of color that they have to, you know, write these woke I mean, books. if they want to. Yeah. If they want to, please. Like if Do that's, it. if that is where the story takes you, but I don't think that it but is. But I hope they're not feeling like they have to. Yeah if i think it all needs to be organic to what they want to write and that if anybody's like calling them out for it i think that that's bogus just just saying that um okay let's stop talking about very serious issues and <laughs> let's talk about sex be be okay mom was there sex in
1: this book oh was gosh. there <laughs> Um, so red. Really? There wasn't that much, though. Um, not that many times. Well, not that many times with Penetration.
0: <laughs> no, but there's a lot of diddling. <laughs> there was a lot of going down on you in a theater, which is another... <laughs> another song. Another song there. <laughs> no. Uh, going down on you outside a theater is actually what it seemed to be. Um, yeah. Uh, public. By the way, speaking of Alanis
1: Morissette... <laughs> oh, the only <laughs> thinks I... Played that song for her when she was two Okay, you guys. I was seven years old. I bleeped the F word every time. Okay. And
0: you didn't know what going down on you in a theater meant. (laughs) Yeah, but still, I was seven years old, sitting in the back of your car, singing along with going down on you in a theater, and like first of all, I would have died laughing if my seven-year-old wasn't seeing that. Well, I may have. <laughs> so
1: Maybe that's why you started reading these trashy books when you were so young. Yeah, there you go. That's all your fault. Um, I kid about the trashy book comment because, you know, here I
0: am. <laughs> here you are. Um, okay, but yes, they uh, there's a lot of sexy times, but maybe not a lot of full-blown okay, sex. and did I love the
1: conversation about... Um, uh, what was it? She said something about an orgasm. He says, "Do you want to have one?" She's, <laughs> like, she's like, "Yes, please." <laughs> like,
0: so you can go, girl. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Um, yeah, they and they were f- funny. Yeah. throughout their sexy times. Um, and say your comment that you said about what you appreciated about what I appreciated, and it's not like I don't mean this in a
1: prudish way. It's just mm-hmm. not something that. I see in other books very often, but they both, because we were seeing, it was a dual POV, so we were seeing both their sides, and Mm -hmm. both of them had acknowledged to themselves that they were in love with the other person before they ever had penetration sex.
0: Yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah, because they had plenty of freaking, you know. Yeah. Diddling, as I like to call it. (laughs) There was diddling. (laughs) There was diddling and then some that was going on. And bless him, there was a lot of times where... He did not and she yeah. did. Well, it is a romance novel. <laughs> yeah, I know. But And that's the uh, way we like it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, they, they get after it quite a bit. And yeah, he first
1: seems... time in a public place. Yeah. I might mention <laughs> not that there were a lot of people around, but No,
0: but it was like full blown on the street. Yeah. <laughs> God love him. <laughs> um he seems to be a very generous man um a very generous lover yes lover Lover. (laughs) um yeah so this is just further proof that he is a sweetheart is that he was doing all that um okay i hope that you have a swiniest moment because i forgot to write one down and so i have to think about it i have one okay go because
1: i was thinking about there were actually several of them that came to me while i was reading the Mm -hmm. book but the one that i thought was super sweet was after they had their big blow up Mm -hmm. and then (laughs) he goes out the door and then just like sits down on the floor so he's just sitting on the floor by her door Mm -hmm. and um he's just like like thinking through and and almost immediately comes to the she wouldn't do this she's not treating me like the this other girl did there's Mm -hmm. no way that she would do that and he just says chloe and (laughs) He knows she's just sitting on the door on the other side, yeah. and so they had this whole little conversation through the door. And even though she was like, "No, no, no," it was still—I thought it was still really sweet that he just kind of sat there and and talked to her, about talked it. to her about it. Through, well, and how the like door.
0: heartbroken he was when she started talking, and it was like through tears, and he was just like, Aww. "Oh, I made her cry. <laughs> she's crying because of me." Yeah, yeah, and then.
1: um he didn't even think she was there any longer, and he said, "I love you" through the door, and and yeah. she did hear it. But yeah, it was very sweet.
0: Yes, that's a good one. Um, and just like his whole grand gesture tour well, there at the end was really sweet. sweet. Um, I think okay, so and I'll we might should mention the list that she writ- that
1: he wrote of all the things he yeah, was going to do because he yeah. only got through like the first couple. Yeah, and um, it was a sweet
0: list. Yeah, that's yes, that is a good one. Um. I want to give a mention, I thought that the camping scene was sweet. I Also, the camping scene is funny where he, like, shows the air mattress. And like, I'm totally going to, you know, F you on that
1: later. And, um, <laughs> well, and I like that he put all the twinkle lights up. It made me think of um, the holiday where they're in the little tent with all yeah. the twinkle lights. Yeah. And I was like,
0: ah, adorable. Um, but, and I, I th- it's not really a moment, and I did already kind of mention this, but I think I will say, like, my swiniest moment is... Um, When he's diddling her out on the street. Yeah, just that. (laughs) It's just super smooth. Just super (laughs) smooth. So that's that's the podcast. And that's the end. (laughs) No. Um, Just all of the moments where he is very sweet about how she's feeling and just checking in on her and um, being aware and cognizant of of her and how she's doing. I think that I, I liked all those and...
1: Well, and when he was cooking for her, and she's just like, no, I don't want you cooking for me. He's like, I'm going to cook for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, there's just no, it's not a discussion. Yeah. And it was just, that was sweet.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, let's hear what some of the listeners thought. This one seems to have been, like, overall a, a pretty big win for everybody. Um, Paige says, I read this back in February, and I just completely fell in love with Chloe, Red, and their story. I was so charmed by them, Red's so sweet, and as a very sarcastic person, I appreciated... Chloe's sarcastic nature. I also loved that she had fibromyalgia. That ha- was a new reading experience for me. And even though I don't suffer from chronic pain myself, my mom does. And watching Chloe struggle, but ultimately decide to start. Living her life really touched me. I had the best time reading this book. I laughed a lot and it just made me feel good. It was fabulous, and I have to say that I just read Take a Hint, Danny Brown, and it's even better. Danny and Zafir are adorable times a thousand, and Zafir is the best hero ever and my number one favorite hero of the year, wow. which is why I feel like I need to read it. Um, these books deserve all the hype and I can't recommend them enough. Um, yes. Uh, I totally agree. I was going to say a comment on something and now I can't remember what it was. Oh, I will say with her, with her chronic pain, I also really appreciated about her that, you know, even on days where she's feeling a six, she's like, I got to get on with my life. Yeah. Like, you know, I can't let a six take me down, you know, and she has to work through that, which sucks, but I appreciated about her and I appreciated that he appreciated it about her. And you know how she's saying that her list she hopes makes her more brave. And he's like, "Well, you're gonna be freaking Wonder Woman by the end of this." Well, thing. Yeah, he's like, "You're already super. You're already yeah. badass." Um, Tiernan, who um, is a new member of the Facebook group, Aww. so welcome. She gave it five stars, and she's I don't give five stars a lot. I love this book. Maybe one of my favorites this year. And she says, looking forward to the podcast. Um, Yeah, five stars, like, if you're like us, that is a, we don't, we don't do that. I'm very greedy with my five stars. Yes, it's true. Um, Jesse said, I loved this book so much. It was probably one of my favorite romances all year. Red was so sweet and Chloe was such a strong character. Her struggles with chronic pain made the story stand out and I thought the author did a really good job writing about them in a real way. Um, Anna Maria, who I also believe is fairly new, said, I loved getting to know these characters. Chloe struggling with fibromyalgia, which I feel has to be a first in romance, and Red dealing with his own issues of relationship abuse. I was rooting for, the, for these characters more and more as I read. It was a tough entry for me because I would uh, forgot it was set in Britain and then they'd say something jarringly British that would just take me out of it for a bit. Overall, I got used to it and enjoyed the story. Yeah, I think we talked about that with uh, a girl like her, too, where it's, like, you would forget that, <laughs> that it was British sometimes. Um, Even the hating game. Remember, I had no idea where it was supposed well, to be and it, it's, it's, it's That one is intentionally nebulous. Um, but, uh, and I did, I she brought up Red dealing with his uh, issues of abuse. I did appreciate, too, it's not, like, it's not heavily focused on, but... Um, Having a male character who has gone through a situation of domestic abuse, yeah, I think, is also good um, good representation, because that's also something that doesn't get talked about a whole lot, and Agreed. maybe not enough. Um, I think the
1: British thing, too—I'm going to bring this up again, sorry. I first. think the British thing, too, is why they use the C word, because having watched— a lot of British TV, they, it comes up way more than it does in American they TV. They it a lot more. So me. I think that that's a thing. And, and, you know, I was just raised in a time where that you heard that word and it was like, oh my gosh. It was like terrible. And so it's harder for me to read. Well, if you watch... And you're if, young and slutty. And so you are okay well, with it Well, if you
0: watch uh, Drag Race, it's charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. <laughs> Ah. And that comment is for listener Sarah, who about this book said, I listened to this audiobook a couple weeks ago and overall I liked it. Uh, she said, the good, grumpy hero, heroine and sunshine hero. Nice reversal from the usual. Her chronic pain and resulting actions is well depicted. I loved Chloe's family. I wanted more of them, especially Gigi. That's true. Gigi is fun. Gigi is fun. Uh Chloe's inner dialogue and the banter was cute and funny, the whole stuck up a tree to rescue a cat scene. She said the bad. I'm not sure if it is was because I listened to the audio version, but the sex scene seemed a bit disconnected with the rest of the book tonally. It was a bit jarring and bordered on cringy for me. It was a weird combo. Uh she said the end had a predictable over-dramatic miscommunication, and of course she wouldn't take his calls. <laughs> Um, and then she said, "I'm going to continue as I just got the follow up. Take a hint, Danny Brown from the library. Hopefully, there will be a little peek at Chloe Red in the future." And then she said, "Edited to add, I am loving Danny's book so far." Uh, she said, "Okay, so Chloe Brown was not my favorite cup of tea, but Danny Brown is looking like it might be." Zafir, heart eyes, heart eyes, heart eyes. Um, I get all of your bad, and I will say I also listened to it the first time. And, um, I can see, I, and I think, honestly, that's where I'm getting the rhythm I was talking about, is that, that audiobook narrator is very kind of melodic in her reading, and she kind of makes it charming, and so then to have sex scenes thrown into it. Like, um,
1: avid sex scenes, I mean, they weren't...
0: (laughs) Yeah, they're not messing around by any stretch. Um, well, they are. they They are, they are messing around, but, um... But yeah, so I think maybe that is I could see where that is coming from, Sarah. Um and you know, obviously we are ones that will always back you on she wouldn't take his calls, but I think as we discussed, it we felt it was Yeah, usually fun. those are
1: triggers for me and I'm just yeah. like Phew.
0: but in this one I I was on board. Yeah. Um, Lori says, when this book opened, I wasn't sure Chloe was going to be all that likable. Thankfully, thankfully, things turned around quickly enough, and I ended up loving this book. Chloe's prickliness and Red's sweet-natured charm made for awesome opposites attract chemistry. Chloe's fibromyalgia was written so authentically and her prickly defenses were completely understandable. Red's bad boy on the outside, total softy underneath demeanor is impossible not to love. The way he instinctively understands Chloe's pain and is able to anticipate how to best help her without coddling her is truly the most swoony and beautiful quality. The banter between the two of them is utterly fantastic. Those emails were the absolute best. And the conflict at the end, whew. Seeing how Red knew he was spinning uh spinning up and yet couldn't make himself stop, it was so honest. I hurt with him with and for him. And Red's efforts to win Chloe back were lovely. So many sweaty moments with this guy. Yeah, it's true. The Emails I
1: have to echo yeah. were delightful. Yeah. They were super cute and just that's the, where they had like their best banter, I yeah, think. Yeah. And it was. and the way he d- kinda drew her out and yeah. you know, got her out of her business like manner and into this got little her flirty, out of
0: her regards, yes. you know, abbreviated regards <sighs> um jessica says i read this back in february and really liked it i thought it was a great to see heroin with chronic fibromyalgia represented i really liked both chloe and red and thought they had great chemistry and banter i also liked how real the romance felt the romance was between two people with real problems and baggage falling in love and i just got to take a hint danny brown from the library so i'll be diving into that one soon um elizabeth says i read this book a few months ago and i loved it i have a friend with fibromyalgia and didn't understand much about it but after reading this book i got more information about this disease and i feel like i understand it more than i did before the book uh i wasn't sure if i was going to like chloe after reading the first few chapters but i loved her if i had to go through all the chronic pain she does i'd be crabby too uh, she said now to Red I loved him straight away he was a tortured artist and my heart broke for him I did find his relationship with his mum sweet after living in the UK for the past two years I understand the class issue Red was upset about it's such a big thing here in London where I live people judge you harshly based on your postcode and I hated how he was treated by his ex she was a total bitch yes uh, she said I loved the romance and those sexy scenes wow good luck discussing those with mom <laughs> I think think we muscled through. Okay. Uh, The end was sweet. Red owns my heart. Also, cardigans with fake buttons are the best. So that's a thing. Must be a thing. Yeah. Like, somebody direct me to cardigans with fake buttons. I want to try one. Um, Yeah. Totally agree with uh, all that. And good to have some UK insight, Elizabeth. Thank you for that. Uh, Hey, Elizabeth, tell us how you spell meowing, please. And do you use the C word? And do you use... (laughs) And come, How do you spell that? Uh, Heather said, this book was so sweet. I read it earlier in the year. I absolutely loved that the heroine wasn't your normal heroine. She had health issues, but in the end, she didn't let it stop her from meeting an amazing man. It was a really sweet love story. Their conflict was a bit annoying for some reason to me. It was one of those where you guys talk about where you're like, okay, just communicate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, like I said, we would normally back you 100% on that. Um, Natalie says, yay, just finished the book. I agree with a lot of what has already been said. I loved this one. I would echo how much I appreciated reading about a character with fibromyalgia. That is a hard word to say when I'm reading fast, as it's never something I've uh, ever read before. I thought the characters, personalities and flaws and development all felt really honest and understandable. I also really liked the writing. I found myself highlighting way more than normal on my Kindle because I loved so many turns of phrases or because they made me laugh. I definitely agree. There was... I was reading it today and I was reading some lines out to mom that were kind of making me chuckle. Um... Cassie says, I really liked this book. I loved the role reversal with the grumpy heroine and the sweet hero. It was refreshing. I loved the chronic illness rep and felt like Chloe's life with fibromyalgia was well incorporated into the story. The steamy scenes were great and Red was swoony. I did feel like Red's backstory of being a domestic abuse victim was glossed over too quickly, but all in all, this was a solid read. Yeah, I, um, I, I... 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 I could have had more time spent on that and how, I mean, I think, I think maybe even if we got, like, a look into one of his sessions with his therapist, that might have helped. Where he discussed more of it with her. Yeah, we get some snippets of it, but that's all we really get. Um, And then finally, Amy says, I agree with a lot of what's already been posted. One other thought, if the cover illustration and the description in the book, I think it was 15 stone, are accurate, Chloe is not a small girl, and I love that her weight is never an issue throughout the book. She has lots of problems, but a problem with her weight isn't one of them. She knows she's beautiful, Red knows she's beautiful, he loves her, and not despite her weight or because of her weight. You don't need to be a certain body type to be attractive and hot. I don't know what 15 stone is. <laughs> uh here, I'll I'll look it up. Um but yeah, totally agree. I uh 15 stone in pounds is 210 pounds. So, yeah, small girl she ain't. Um but not that that's, you know, I'm not saying anything. I'm
1: I'm trying to calculate what I would be in stone? <laughs> <What> stone?
0: <laughs> because, you know, Fifteen sounds better than two hundred. Yeah, it's like I'm liking this fifteen stone thing. <laughs> um, I just looked up what I am in stone. Don't don't say it, Ellen. <laughs> you can tell me later. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you later. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is. I I like the stone thing though because there's a lot of weight that is included in the yes. stone. So it's just like yeah, I'm that. And so like even I'm, yeah, you don't just, about fifteen stuff. You don't it's like I'm gonna round down. I'm gonna put that on my driver's <laughs> license. Yeah, so it can be like, you're twelve?
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> it's pounds. Oh. I thought you meant stone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've been reading a lot of British books. <laughs> uh, How do you spell gum? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I have to go to get a new driver's license, so maybe I'll do that. Yeah.
1: It's stone. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think, uh, I think I, I, think I'm onto yeah. something, Helen. My dad, my dad, bless him, got a fishing license for me, and he was like, I just guessed your weight and said it was this, and I'm like, oh, bless you. Bless you. <laughs> for thinking that that's how much I weigh. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> Maybe I'll seem less intimidating to the fish if I'm. I, would, I, if think I'm I was that getting weak. a military ID and
1: I said, and they were asking all these questions, and I said, "Can I just use the same weight?" And she said, "Yeah, I don't care." <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like, so it's been like the same for thirty years. I'm like, sure, we'll go with
0: that. <laughs> I'm actually, this is a milestone. I'm actually below what my weight is on my driver's license. Wow. So I'm like hey and that's so you told the truth on your driver's <laughs> license well i you know i was at that weight roughly then and so i haven't
1: told the truth on any of those for a long time
0: if i were a thin girl <laughs> <laughs> a song uh, for every okay. <laughs> um, we're gonna start a new podcast yeah <laughs>
1: song just i was just gonna just, sing clips from songs yeah a
0: podcast entirely composed of song lyrics we could do that we probably could um
1: the musical version. Anyway, not your mom's romance book club. The musical version. <laughs> the,
0: the musical. We're uh, on it. We're, Ellen's gonna we'll write take it. it to Broadway. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh. Yes. So back to her. Oh, were
1: we talking about a book?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. I. I am also curious if you know how much say she got in the cover illustration. If that is how she visualized Chloe. And yeah, I also love that it is never like he describes her as curvy, and that is it. And yeah. that can mean all sorts of things because a lot of times I feel like women are described as curvy, and I'm like, please, <laughs> I don't think so. She's maybe a little hippie. We'll give her that. Um, but yeah, so I also uh, really appreciated that. I see curvy. I'll show you curvy. Yeah, I'm <laughs> lumbar <Bam>! straight here. <laughs> Um, mom, any final thoughts on get a clue or get a life, Chloe Brown? <laughs> get a life, Chloe Brown. Um,
1: no, I thought it was a delightful book. I enjoyed it. Uh, I love how you guys just like make us read all these different books that yeah, not make us, but give you us make
0: two. you like Clockwork Orange us oh, hold, <laughs> hold our eyes open while we read these. These books. No. Um, and yeah, like I said, I'd already read this one, but, um, it was really highly requested. Um, and I loved it the first time and I loved it the second time. So, and I, it is a good one. There's a lot of stuff that we can talk about. So it was a good one for the podcast. Um, Okay. So those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on Get a Life, Chloe Brown by Talia Hibbert. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Moms Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at NotYourMomsRom, or you can email us at Club at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we would love to hear from you. On July 6th, we will be discussing Beach Read by Emily Henry. Remember that originally we were going to do engagement and espionage, but that book got delayed, so we did kind of a switcheroo. Um, And then I also think we're going to um, talk about some beach reads in general. So um, I'm going to be putting out things on social media to get your guys' favorite beach reads, Um, so be sure to get those in. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show, and we just love reading them. Okay. Thanks, Mom. You are so welcome. I hope you guys are okay with our giggle fest, especially now that we are, like, here together. I feel like it happens more often. more giggly. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Um, all right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.